to the Dirty Moms Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Brittany, mom of seven, creator of the Deliberate Day Journal, Tiffany, mom of five, author of DoraJane.com. Motherhood is overwhelming. It's always pushing you to do more and be more 24 hours a day. But here's the thing. You are the best mom for your kids. And no one on this earth is more perfectly created and qualified than you. If you are looking for honest answers to your real questions about motherhood, you've found your people. We're here to commiserate, to encourage, and empower real moms in the chaos of motherhood. And give you real solutions that get you one step closer to the motherhood you want. Our question today is, I'm tired of family who belittles and berates me for my choices. Any suggestions? Ooh, this one is heavy. I think, okay, let's, I I know we've said this before, but I really feel like all of us need to start out at the place where we understand that even the worst mom you know is doing the best she can. Like what, what you would consider the very worst mom that you know, which hopefully you don't think of other moms in terms of that, but it like, you know. Yeah, if exactly. You're, if you're going to rank your mom friends on a scale of like zero to 10, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we're all, we're all at a three most days, like yeah. riding a three, or at least we feel like we're a three, unless you have teenagers, then you feel like you're at 0. 0.5. I don't probably. think most of us wake up and say, hmm, I feel like, you know, just doing a a cruddy job today. I think I'm just going to not care about any of my tiny humans. I think most of us wake up hoping and wishing to do a good job and finding ourselves frustrated or spent or worn down. And that's where the disconnect happens. I would, yeah, I I think that... But that doesn't make you a bad mom. No, no, it doesn't. I'm here to tell you, even just know that you can do what you think is like a bang up fantastic job and your kids may not receive it that way. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you, you could do the best that you possibly have, the best that you can possibly do. And there is still a chance that you'll have a child who feels like you are the worst mom in the world. Or maybe you feel like you're doing horrible, like you're just struggling and you're not doing very well. And you might be surprised down the road to hear from one of your children that they felt like you did okay. Or they admired particular things you did or they saw the struggle and how you overcame it anyway. And I think, you know, I I know we're veering off from the question a little bit, but Sarah McKenzie says it best when it's not all up to us. We have to be faithful but then we have to also allow God to work in our kids' lives and just know that we're not enough. You're not enough. I'm sorry. You aren't, you're never going to be, and you were not meant to be enough because. Yeah, you don't have to be. The pressure there to be enough, it doesn't have to be. Nope. You just have to show up. You have to show up the best that you can. And as far as family who belittles and berates you for your choices, ooh, this is tough. Okay. Let's let's start with people, not family. Let's start with yeah. people out and about, right? Because family gets a little close to home. But let's say you're in Target, your kid is losing their mind, right? And you're getting the looks, you're getting the glances. 
I was a little, a little spicier when I was a younger mom. And I would have looked him right back straight in the eye and said, you're welcome to try if you think you can do better than I'm doing right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that, number one, if someone is not directly caring for the children that are there, that are yours, I don't know that their opinion matters all that much. Speaking of strangers, right? So like you're in a store, someone sees your kid, your kid's having a bad day, and you know, are are they involved in the raising up of your child? Maybe no. not. So I don't know. Part of me wants to be like, well, I don't really care what they think, honestly. Like if I'm doing my best, if I'm not just, you know, letting my kid scream and egging him on to scream more, maybe encouraging him to damage property or cause bodily injury to anyone, then you're probably doing okay. And I think that we just have to remember that children are here to humble us a lot. And so, so much. and I have these times all the time. Your kids are going to make you feel like, I don't know, a fool. They will mm-hmm. in public, most likely in public, never generally in private. Uh, but as far as family goes, who berates and belittles you, I think sometimes family can feel like they're being helpful. Yes. I think it's important to dig into the actual person who's saying it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know your mom, you know your dad, you know your brother, you know your uncle, you know your grandparents um, pretty well. And so you can kind of tell if it's coming from a place of love or if it's true beratement or true belittling. True beratement or belittling doesn't deserve space on your bookshelf. It just doesn't, right? And as mothers, we're always striving, like she said earlier, to, to be the best that we possibly can. That's, that's the goal, right? And then another goal that we see is we talk all the time about being 1% better. I, I hope and pray that my children are 1% better, 20% better, 50% better. I hope that I equip them to make better decisions than I made now. That, I think, also comes with past generations. I, I think it comes with a bit of frustration or misunderstanding. I think it can also come with a little bit of hurt when someone chooses to do something very differently than how you chose to do it. It can feel like a bit of a slight or almost like an insult. Very few people receive criticism well, and there are some personality types who are more prone to see you doing things differently as a criticism on their parenting. And it can just stem from their own insecurities of how they may have failed you or something. So when you're branching out, discern with your husband, right? That's what we're here to do. We're here to discern what God's will is for us in our lives and our children's lives. If you're discerning with your husband and you guys choose to do something different with discipline, if you choose to do something different with how you feed your kids, if you choose to do something different with what you prioritize in life, if you choose to do something different with presence, maybe your father or mother's love language is presence, but that is not your love language, and it's also not something that you want in your home to just be overwhelmed by gifts for your kids all the time. It's okay, you know, for us to make 1% changes, for us to make different choices for our families. And it's important to recognize that you are not responsible for the emotions that come about from the decisions you make for your family from other people, right? Well, and I think what Brittany said about discerning with your husband, 
That's really important because more than likely, it is you and your husband who are raising your kids together, right? There are some situations outside of that that can happen, but if it's you and your husband raising your children, then your choices that you're making together are the ones that are important, right? So yes. it, it, it's, it, it's very difficult, especially if you spend a lot of time with family who might be berating or belittling you for your choices. But I don't know. I just, I, I think that you gotta, like Brittany said, try and figure out where they're coming from. Is it from a place of love? Self-awareness is a really good thing. Maybe, you know, if, if you ask yourself, is this true? Am I making a poor choice right here? Well, no, it's not. Or, yeah, maybe it is. Then you have that opportunity to be 1% better, right? But if you're just trying to make choices to please someone else who is not directly involved with if, if it isn't your husband and, and you're not involved in raising your children, then like Brittany said, I don't know that they get much space on your bookshelf. Right. You're going to come across people who are toxic, right? They could be family members. They could be strangers in public. You're always going to come across people who are toxic. And I think a lot of people who are close to us, they are well-intentioned but poorly executed. And then there are other people who are just purely toxic. You know, those people, it's good to distance yourself. People who are not purely toxic, just for me personally, I try very much so to listen to them because I think a lot of times people just want to be heard. And so I do try to respect them enough to listen to them. I make a habit just personally not to engage with most people who disagree with me because I'm not responsible, nor do I need everyone to agree with me. And so if Brandon and I have chosen to do something different in our family, I don't mind listening to them, but I'm not there to defend my position because that's my choice and I don't have to defend it to anybody else. So I think just setting from boundaries, if you're struggling with parents or siblings or aunts or uncles or strangers who are belittling or something, you know, setting from boundaries where you you know, just make a polite kind exit or you start to wrap up when things start to get a little bit snippy, right? For people who are coming from a place of love, maybe just listen and give them a little bit of space. And then you can either choose to charitably and lovingly defend it or just charitably and lovingly drop it. Some people are not going to let you drop it. You know, they, like we said, there are going to be some toxic people you come across. But I think for me, I tend to have a little bit of guilt when I start to hear that other people think I'm doing something wrong and it takes a little bit of mental work on my own part to reassure that confidence that Brandon and I made this decision for our children and with prayer and with a lot of thought, you know, Brandon and I don't just wing things a lot of time. We put thought into them. We put effort into making these decisions and then we're responsible for how they play out. So taking that responsibility and having confidence in it. Well, and there's something to be said for kind of extreme responsibility, you know, uh, making a choice and saying, however, because a lot of times when when you're making millions of choices every day from the the bottles that you choose for your kids, or maybe you don't pick a bottle, maybe you breastfeed or all the way up through middle school and high school and young adulthood, you know, when when do you allow them to start dating with, you know, you're going to 
make choices and just have to accept that you're going to deal with the consequences that come along with that choice because we can't always see how those choices are going to play out. Right. And and honestly, as parents, we're constantly, I am, I'm constantly pivoting. We started out doing chores one way and it's changed six ways to Sunday since then. You know, and I've heard suggestions from other people and we've taken them with a grain of salt and we've piecemealed things out and said, oh, I like this part and I like this part and I like this part. Or we've tried it the way that they've suggested and seen how it didn't work for our family. And we've made adaptions to it. That's good parenting, people. That's good adulting, right? It's taking what you have, the knowledge that you have or the knowledge that's been shared with you, doing your best with it, and then making changes as you need to. Yep. And learning as much as you possibly can. And that's all we can do. So the next question we have right now is, did you ever feel like just being a mom was not enough in this society? Like you always have to have your hand in something else other than raising the most important people in your life in order to be on the same level as everyone else? Oh my goodness, yes. Holy, holy cow, yes. I grew up in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. which is not in the South. There were no military families around us. I had a mother who worked pretty much from the time I was born, various jobs. As I got older, she actually worked sometimes two and three jobs. And so I figured that I would probably not have children. But also, if I did have children, I would be working while having those kids. And I actually did work while having my first two children, which... Looking back, it was probably a good thing because I was very young and had no experience with kids and our daycare, it was really a daycare family, I would say. The husband came home and he would have lunch with the kids and her kids were there and we they, they were the best thing, I think, for my kids. But, but I kind of grew up with the idea that Moms worked, and that's just how it goes, and you don't stay home, and that's definitely not enough. Now, that being said, I didn't think I would have five kids, but when I had kid number three, I don't know if you saw one of our previous episodes where Brittany talked about her well-thought-out decision to be a stay-at-home mom. That's not exactly how I came to that decision, honestly. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, well, we're pregnant again. We're going to have three kids. (laughs) And we're also moving, surprise, surprise, at the same time. And so we were like, well, if you don't have a job, you can't pay for daycare. If you can't pay for daycare, you can't go get a job. Well, I guess you'll just stay at home. It'll be really easy. You'll have all, I thought I was going to have all this free time. Oh my gosh. It was going to be just, you know, um, I would. So perfect. So perfect. I would, no. Were you going to eat bonbons? I was. And rest on the couch? Oh, Maybe fold a load of laundry? I know. Watch the shows, all the, uh uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's. that's dreamy. It was so dreamy in my mind. (laughs) Uh, But I was baptized by fire, so I stopped working, (laughs) had my third baby, we moved across the country all within a three-month period, and my oh husband my deployed. Gosh. So within Ooh. three months, I went from being a work full-time with my husband home all-time with two kids to being full-time stay-at-home mom with my husband gone, living in a different city where I knew no one, a much more dangerous city than the initial one I had lived in, by the way, and I had three kids under the age of three. So that was shock, right? And I... 
I think that I learned very quickly that, yes, being a mom is quite enough. Like, it's actually more than enough. There's, there, there is so much power in being a really integral part of your children's lives throughout the entire day. Uh, and Brittany, probably you can say more about that since you made a conscious and well-thought-out adulty decision to be a stay-at-home mom. It's funny, actually, hearing you talk about the societal pressures of being born in Minnesota. You said, that is not what I came from. I came from a long line of women who were all stay-at-home moms, pretty much. And so going into it, you would think that I would not see any societal pressure at all. I would just go into it knowing, like, that's what I want to be, that's what I want to do. And it was harder for me. I think it was almost an internal struggle of whether or not momming was enough and to feel like, am I doing enough in the world? Am I doing enough for my family? As a mom, you don't often see the fruits of your labor, right? We've talked about this before. It's it's a long game. It's It's a hell of a marathon, right? So when you're making those laps early on, it's hard to see you crossing the finish line. And I've struggled with that a lot, a lot from the very beginning. And I've kind of picked up side jobs all along the way, kind of seeking out, what's the word, that validation? External validation. Yeah, external validation. And it's taken me time as we had more and more children to to realize what my role is and to start seeing some of the benefits of the sacrifices we've made and then really embracing what it is to be a stay-at-home mom and what it is to be a mother and and the sacrifice that it is, listen, it's a sacrifice. That's what it is. You, We've talked a lot about um, children kind of make you die to self. And sometimes my old self went away kicking and screaming and still does at times. Like she still rears her ugly head at times. And that was really difficult for me. And so I think part of it too was me almost wanting an escape that mothering wasn't enough and that there was something else that would be fulfilling that maybe wouldn't be so hard. So that's a that's just a hard truth. You know, that's that's a very vulnerable thing for me to say and share here, but but it's the truth. And over the years, my oldest is 14 now, and I would say that I'm in a much more comfortable space where I really don't feel any pressure from the outside or from the inside. I'm I'm very secure in the fact that I'm a mother and that that is incredible and powerful and beautiful and I'm doing something that is, gosh, that just has true meaning, you know. It, it feels designed by God, and it was hard for me to see that for a really long time. But seeing that now, that holds a lot of weight for me. Well, and I know, Brittany, you and I have talked about it before, too, that, you know, I, I have friends who are now kind of in their in their middle of their careers, right? They're moving up the ladder. They're they're at companies and working and they've been working at those companies for many years and they're they're getting up to management and mid-level type stuff and yeah i there's there's part of me that that's like holy cow you know i haven't been in the workforce for 14 years right. i mean there there are a lot of different things that have probably happened in the working world that i've just plain missed out on but Brittany has brought this up with me before. I think everything that I've done, everything that I've learned, 
when I eventually get to the point where I'm ready to go to work, or even with the work that Brittany and I are doing now, there are lots of these things that I never could have done if I hadn't had all that training in chaos, in project management, in keeping people alive, in in just having not external validation, but just having to know that, okay, I'm okay, we're okay, everyone's okay, we're doing all right, you know? And so I think that there are lots of things that you will learn and do in motherhood, not the least of which is dying to self, which I've done yeah. a lot of, by the way. And I'm still working on doing a lot of because I'm, I am a selfish person, like at my very core, that is who I am. And I know that. And I know that I need to work on that. But uh, I think that being a mom will more than equip you for anything that you ever want to do for the rest of your life. I would completely agree with that. I think that how you grow in motherhood far exceeds any life experiences that you could have as far as shaping you and bringing you into the person you're meant to be. And I think it should be, you know, on a resume. What is it? The bullets that... Yeah. I don't I can't think of the right word, but what shows what you've done. Mm -hmm. I think that should hold weight. You should just be able to put like mother for this many years and, you know... Because, gosh, there are so many different hats that you wear, and there are so many different things you learn about yourself and about taking care of others and managing others and managing things. And it's across the board. You're a CEO of an entire production, basically, every single day and multiple pieces of it. It's not like, oh, I'm just the CEO of the video side of this. It's like, no, you're the CEO of the video and the food and the laundry and the everything else that comes along with it. You're also somebody who drives everywhere. You're also the number one scheduler. There's just so much multitasking and dipping your fingers into different pools that happens that you just can't possibly not grow from being a mother. No, you get to be a nurse, you get to be a scientist, a pharmacist, a, a teacher, a teacher. I mean, and, and that's not to say that you can't learn those things anywhere else. If we have someone listening right now who wants to be a mom, who maybe hasn't had the opportunity or may not have the opportunity to be a mom, or maybe you're going to come to be a mom in a different way. Um, these, these are things that you learn from being a mom, yes, but I think... Being married also teaches you a lot of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so being a mom is enough. It's absolutely enough. But if if you haven't been called to that yet, or or you are just newly called to marriage, then you know, I think even just living with another human and having to exist with others in mind beyond yourself, you know, if you're a lot younger, I would go. I here's an example. I would go to Dairy Queen after work. When I was newly married, I would literally go through the drive-thru at Dairy Queen. No, there's no (laughs) all. And I would come home with a blizzard for me. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. I thought you you were totally going to lead in like, I got my husband after something every night. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't (laughs) even call him Brittany. Like I would not. Like that is, I'm telling you. I would go and I would get something and come home and he'd be like, I would have liked some of that. And I didn't like I didn't even think of it. That's just not Aww. in my nature. Those are things that you get to grow in first when you're married, then when you have kids. Yes. And yeah. And so and 
Now, Kevin, nope, he always would have called and asked. He mm-hmm. always would have, you know, that's just who he is. So we yeah. get to, I, I think motherhood will make you into a better person, but even just being married can also make you a better person or just striving to be a better human, honestly, can make you into a better person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My sister and brother-in-law, they can't have children. And, you know, we've often talked because we have seven and they don't have any. And it's a very hard thing to accept. And I can see a lot of the beauty on both sides of it, right? There's struggles and there's beauty on both sides. And there's room for jealousy on both sides. But they both have their mountains and they're just different. They really are different. But they're equal mountains, if that makes sense. It really does. And I, you know, we we have known over the years lots of people with fertility issues. We have known, you know, even people who were a generation before us who, you know, you grow up just thinking like, Uncle so-and-so is just a super awesome uncle. Well, yeah, you know, they're a fantastic uncle. You don't know that maybe that wasn't their choice exactly, but it turned them into such an amazing person Yeah, because of how they kind of picked up that that cross that they had and moved forward with it and maybe made your life better because of it. Yeah. So I, I think they're... There's an opportunity for all of us to become better people just by living the life that we're given. And that yeah. includes moms. It's not excluding moms. It definitely includes moms. Yes, absolutely. And that if you are feeling maybe that societal pressure to do more or be more, um, discern a little bit, you know, pray about what God's calling you to. Maybe he is calling you to a little bit more, or maybe he's calling you to dig in and really give it your all as a parent to these little ones. Community is vital in motherhood, so come connect with us on Instagram. You can find our handles in the show notes and go visit DeliberateDayJournal.com to find some free resources to start changing your motherhood today. Before you go, though, hit subscribe and give us a rating. Ratings will help us build a community where mothers feel seen, encouraged, and empowered. And here's the thing, we can share our wisdom, we can share our ideas, but we're not experts, and we have a lot to learn still, too. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that you might have to add. 